Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's Monday night and another episode of The Loud Pedal. I'm joined with my co-host, Michael Clark Griswold. What's up? And I'm Brian, the mouth hustlinger. Tonight, we have a great guest on tonight. The 1992 Super Dirt Week champion, Richie Tobias Jr. Welcome to the show, Rich. Hey, how's it going? I can't believe anybody remembered that. That's a long time ago. I'm looking at your matchbox. Well, I'm looking at your matchbox car right now. That's how I know. That's how I remembered. I was yeah. doing some research earlier about it, so we right, actually. So I'm sorry, Brian. We actually were looking at uh, you know past champions of the 200 lapper at Super Newark. And it, it, it comes to our attention that you and your dad were the only, the only father-son duo to ever both win the 200-lapper. Yeah, yeah, we were. It was cool. You know, I I held my breath a couple of times because it's great to be in the record books as the only one or only father and son for sure, certainly to keep my father's legacy alive, you know. And, you know, Timmy come close and, you know, a couple of other ones. But, uh, you know, but, yeah, no, that's uh, – it's, I think it's quite an accomplishment for a, a race that's that hard to win. So reflecting back on that 92 and your big win, did you guys actually play like a range strategy? Um, well, actually, it's one of the few times that, that I listened to what people were telling me, you know. No. <laughs> you, know uh, you know, what it, what occurred that night, obviously, it was, it was, it was rain, you know, and it was going to rain and, you know, and, uh, a couple of years prior to, you know, we not 1990 there, we ran really good 91 and, you know, and, and we had the Pontiac engine uh, from Harold trucking at the time running for mm-hmm. the council of Harold and, mm-hmm. you know, fuel mileage was, you know, was very, you know, you didn't get much fuel mileage, you know, so you had to keep stopping and, you know, and, and I see these guys winning this race, you know, on fuel mileage and, you know, and I always get upset, you know, cause heck I'd have to pit, you know, and there'd be 20 cars in front of me to pass. And, you know, I get up to fifth or sixth and that's as far as I could get, you know, and, and that year there, I remember when I think it was Doug and, uh, Brett, and I think maybe Jimmy in front of me, they, they pulled in the pit there at that time. And I, I was just so pissed off. I'm like, man, we're going to lose this thing again. You know, we should have pit <laughs> with everybody else, but boy, I eat my words, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, jumping straight from the, from Super Dirt Week. Um, from from what I understand, the whole uh, Speedster chassis and everything comes from you. Is this correct? Uh, yes, it does. And yeah. and how did how did that come into fruition? How did you what what uh, what was the thought press process uh, behind like designing that and and getting all that manufactured and moving forward with what it is today? Well, I just, I look at myself as hopefully a problem solver. You know, I never want to be a necessarily a follower. I look at a problem, whether it's on a race car, race team, whatever it may be. And, you know, and, and it goes back, you know, slingshot basically was a problem solver. It got people into racing economically. It showcased talent, things of that nature. We needed a next step. Basically. I had a lot of talented kids, 
you know, coming out of my slingshot stuff. And you know, they asked me, where do I go next? And, you know, if you didn't have a pile of money, where do you go? You know, and, right. and tell people mm-hmm. all the time, you know, the, the speedster in a nutshell is basically it's made to be a tool for a professional race car driver to make a living, you know, cause it can't, and it come down to me and, you know, going back to Syracuse, I started losing my rides because I wasn't real willing to drive for free, you know? And, 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 and I, I looked at that scenario and I love to drive a race car, but it's dangerous and I'm not going to do it for free. So, right. you know, right. and basically why that occurred is we ended up with a hundred, $150,000 cars, you know, and the driver was one that got cut out of the picture a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, with a, with a $23,000 speedster paying the same purses as a $100,000 car, now the ratio comes back into play to the point where I, I just, I'm a union guy for everybody, a racetrack, a car owner, a race car driver. I just wanted to make sense for everybody. And I just felt the race car driver was the guy getting the short end of the stick. You know, and, and I want those people to prevail, you know, and that was basically the nutshell of the design of the Speedster, you know, something that's, you know, simple, uh, operates cheaply, costs, you know, effective and just, you know, and puts great races on. And, and, and the great race stuff has been evolving and, 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 and we're getting there. And I think some of the races we've had at Bridgeport really showed that, Hey, this is a real race car, man. Somebody, somebody can die here, you know? So, you know, it's, uh, you know, so it, it, it took us to a next level. So. No, I agree. Uh, I've seen uh, quite a few, uh, I haven't ventured to Kutztown, but I have seen quite a few races at Bridgeport and uh, the races they do put on there is It's great. And those things, they just, they just absolutely fly around that track. Um, now, is everything, are you still the only chassis manufacturer or, or is anybody else branched out or is it something you've kind of like copyrighted? Like, hey, I'm only going to manufacture this. That way we can keep the cost down. Exactly right. That, I think that's the only way you do it. You know, because it, it really, it's it's like, okay, if you're simple as, you know, uh, and it goes down the engine manufacturer too. You know, we're the only one that, that manufactures and rebuilds the engines for both of my series. Because what occurs is, even though you have okay, we're going to make everybody do it by this criteria, whether it's a chassis or an engine and stuff. Basically, as simple as what it's going to be is, it's going to be people with their wheels turned in a point where that person does do better or this. So it gets into their head, the thought process, and it's no different than normal racing. And you're going to end up paying a lot more for almost the same thing as what you're going to get anyway, you know, because people will think they need that, you know, but a lot of times they don't, a lot of times they don't, you know, and I think actually Davey Brown and Donnie Kreitzer are one of the ones that proved that, you know, (laughs) know, it's very simple and you don't necessarily need, you know, the cookie cutter scenario, just got to know what to do with it um, basically. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's just down to, making sure whether I'm the right person or wrong person or I'm a a firm believer. There just needs to be a person that dictates the direction of what we're going to do. Cause that goes back to Glenn Donnelly, Ted Johnson, Bill France. Those guys were successful. And I think it needs to be done that way. I'll agree with that. Now who got USAC to come on board? Was it you? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly my affiliation, you know, racing with them. Uh, We were, Touchdown was one of the first sanctioned tracks by them. Uh, I think we, we, we do them well with the brand that we have, not only with the Speedsters, with the 600s, everything we have. Yeah. I think it helps their brand in the East Coast. So um, basically, yeah, it was an affiliation, you know, and it's really cool having them 
you know, it was just, you know, it was awesome to see Kenny Breitbull walk up on the stage at the USAC banquet, you know, to be the champion, Yeah. you know, you know, what, what was the chances of that? You know, so it, it was neat. So that basically, yeah, the, my long going back to my dad with USAC, you know, just a long affiliation. Now, uh, last year, last summer, spring, I can't remember when it was, we, we had a, we interviewed your business partner, Doug Rose. And, uh, you know, when the, he announced uh, the four tens were coming to Kutztown, you know, he put all that on you saying that it was nothing but your idea, but something tells me that it wasn't very hard for you to persuade him to get on board with that idea. <laughs> well, and once again, it goes back to simplicity. My, my, I'm a firm believer, you know, the best thing in entertainment is the unknown. You do not want to go somewhere and know what's going to happen. You don't know you don't want to know what if Jimmy Johnson is going to win every week or sit on and right. on. This thing yeah. is going somewhere and the curiosity of what may occur, uh, I think is very, very, very important and trying to maintain that. And, you know, I'm a, I'm obviously a glass half full guy. You know what I mean? It's just, Hey, we can do anything anywhere, anytime, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, last year's show was a, was a good show, not a great show. Uh, I think we need, you know, more names, uh, more, we needed about three or four more guys racing with passion, you know, and, and we paid well enough to have that happen. And, you know, uh, I hate to say it, you know, some of the, you know, the four ten guys are prima donnas a little bit, you know, but uh, oh, yes, you know, yes. They drink it, yes, they drink champagne. And it goes back to the it goes back to the Pan Valley race I promoted years ago. And you know, I just I love for that underdog scenario. And that's what, you know, surprised me last year that Timmy and Briggs and, and Stevie and some of these guys didn't put a wing on their USAC car or whatever run with them because you know, those guys aren't gonna go to the Grove and beat them where they right. can do it here. You know? Oh, yeah. So I this year we're going to get that. I know like Ryan Smith and Macri and a lot of them. Now that we nice. did it, they understand we can do it. So that's awesome. Um, all right. So you were dirt modified driver from Pennsylvania and you raced with all the New York boys. What is the difference in styles? Oh boy, not day. Uh, or at least no, back I, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then I used to tell people, I said, if you ever went to the Victoria 200 Fulton Speedway, the only cars out there smashing into each other were the guys from Pennsylvania. You know? <laughs> <laughs> other than Danny Johnson, of course. Other than Danny, of course. You know. Um, yes. Yes. It, yes. You know. I, I still left out. Yeah, I mean, I struggled bad. You know, when I tried to run the Super Dirt Series for a couple of years, because their stuff is totally different. You know, it's just, uh, you know, who can go the slowest. You know, and I, I that was never my forte. You know, and. Um, oh. you know, and I, and, and I built my own cars. I understand a race car a lot more now than I did back then. And, you know, and, and that's what I tell any driver too. It just, you know, sometimes you just can't be stubborn. You just got to go what we people are telling you that works at different places. Yeah. But, you know, obviously I was pretty stubborn, so it, it didn't work out well. So, um, but that's, what was the nice thing about super dirt week and the one mile racetrack. We were all on the even playing field, you know? Yeah. Now, if you ever had the chance, would you jump back into a race car? Oh yeah, I'm going to run this year some. I'm going to run, I'm going to run all the speedster races that aren't at Kutztown this year. Um, I'm supposed to run Oswego. Uh, they got a 50th anniversary race, so I'm going to go up there and have Buzzy Rudum kick kick my ass. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> really, really knock me down a level. You know, um, uh, you know, moving on up. And, <laughs> 
and Dean, you know, Dean said about, you know, hey, would I be willing to run the whole weekend? Certainly. You know, I, 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 I love to get back to racing. I think I got good stability in my company and racetrack. Certainly I got, I got a lot going on. Um, I'm, I'm getting away from prepping the track at Bridgeport for Doug this year. So that frees me up a lot more on weekends. So, you know, just like I'll be back at Grandview in the speedster. I've been like 15 years or something since I've been there, you know, racing. So, um, so my, my, my fans will have to get their walkers out and come back out, you know, <laughs> this, this is for the listeners, for, for, for some of us who've never seen Ricky Tobias junior race, do yourself a favor Go see this man. This man is a badass. Yeah, that's an interesting comment. I last time I finished third at Super Dirt Week, this one of the slingshot kids that come over to me and said, "Hey, I didn't know you drove a race car." <laughs> oh, wow. uh, Ouch. They, those no, kids I just can go a little quick. quick. What's that? I said kids can humble you quick. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Oh, I said no. Boy. I just. I just I just built them little toy cars. That's all I ever did, you know. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's an interesting question. It's you, Kenny Brightbill, and Bob McCready, and you're all going to design a dirt a Northeast Dirt Modified. Who's doing what? Oh, we're going to build a car. The three of us. The three, yeah, yeah. Three together. Each together. You have to play nice or as best as you can. Oh boy. Um. You know, Bob, Bob's probably going to do, he'll do the chassis. Um, okay. You know, uh, Kenny will throw some engine pieces together, probably with Gus from H&G or something like that. Uh, I'll do the, you know, basically the sheet metal work. That was always my forte, you know. Okay. Uh, but I, I tell you, it, it'd be a it'd be a unique piece or, you know, there might be a little rumble in between. I don't know. We're all pretty nice guys. So I think we would get it, but you know, and I think modified race racing could use a little bit of that. I, I just hate to say it, you know, but yes, it little, does. I agree. Little, little, little uniqueness and everything, you know, but um, you know, it, 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 it intrigues me once in a while. Hey, I'm going to build a better mousetrap and go modified racing again. But you know, I just, I always say if somebody comes up with enough money, I'd do it, but I, I just, I can't afford to do it myself, you know. Now, during this process with the three guys coming up with ideas and designing, how long will it actually take to the first argument breaks out? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, we're all pretty humble guys, I believe. I don't know. I don't, it, it would take a long time. But, you know, Kenny and myself are stubborn Dutchmen a little bit, you know, I, you know, I, I think Bob would just step back and sort of just look at it. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? You know, um, but no, I, it would take a long time. I think, I think we're, we're all pretty good people in understanding. That's good. That's good. Now, now the real question is once the car is built, who are the three of you driving it? Yeah, I was, yeah that, that was the next question. Oh, well, boy. It depends what track, I think, and, you know, what circumstance. You know, I think we all we all lend our own to the to the scenario. Um, you know, um, I, I tell you what, I, man, that's a tough call. If I was going to pick one of those two guys, like I said, that is a tough, tough call. And, oh, you know, isn't I, it? I, it is. It is. I mean, those I, guys have won everything. Like, who would I, you I, like? That, I, <laughs> I like my name yeah, listed with guys. You know, I'm no near. I'm <laughs> you are. Near the, yeah. 
I have my own uh, my own <laughs> style, as everybody knows about me. So, um, but you know, I, I mean, McCready Bob would have to probably be the guy. I think you know, just it you know, it didn't get no better than him, and certainly you know, Kenny too. But but Bob, he's just a, such a sharp dude, you know, and yeah. you know, do whatever it takes to get it done. So, but. Yeah, you, know, all right, you answered. I was gonna, if, if if it was at the mile during Super Dirt Week and you had to choose between one of them, who are you picking? <laughs> I'd pick uh-huh. myself there. <laughs> okay, all right, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I'd pick myself there. You know, um, but it'd be interesting. You know, it's like I tell you what, if, if Kenny was putting it together, Bob probably won't get in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, because we know Ken, we know Kenny's pulling some old junkyard car parts and putting on yeah. it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yep. the kids at the elementary school are missing their uh, their playground, Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Six rolls of duct tape later, and three rolls of bedding bedding wire. You're done. <laughs> As long as it gets around the track, who cares? If it's a front, it doesn't have to look much. It's in front of you. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So, but no, it's uh, that'd be interesting. That'd be fun. Now, that'd be that would be fun. fun. Now we got another, we got another tough question for you, and it's one that we ask everybody. Um, your Mount Rushmore of racing. Any driver, any class, living or deceased, who's your four drivers on Mount Rushmore of racing? Oh boy. Any drivers, any error, any time. Yep. Uh, hmm. You know, uh, it's, it certainly had to be my father, number one. You know, uh, unfortunately, he didn't get to fulfill everything that he wanted to do. But, um, you know, it, and it's great to have him up with the guys I'm going to lift. Uh, I mean, certainly Mario. Um, you know, my dad loved that type of driver, too, as far as drive anything, anytime, right. anywhere. Um, you know, uh, boy, you know, Dale Earnhardt, you know, just, you know, just uh, such a loss in the sport, you know, with him, uh, just that, type, that, you know, the driving talent was there, you know, sort of maybe a one trick pony. Um, but he was exactly what our sport needs, you know? Um, so I'd put him up there for that reason, you know, just, the the type of guy, our sport needs, boy, the last one, oh boy. Um, huh, huh, huh. Hmm. I guess this is going outside the box somewhat. It would probably be Air Tan Senna, you know. I mean, just watching him as a kid and just the phenomenal things and the cars yep. that they did then would have to be, you know, one one of the guys I put up there. And you know, and there's certainly a lot of a lot of guys deserving certainly, but you know that that would be the picks I, you know, you know, my father and Mario and hair town and you know and so you know it's that'd be a cool group that's a hell of a list that is a hell of a list um and and speaking of your list you know you, you talk about dale earnhardt and, and you know he was a guy that the, the, the sport needed and the, you know i truly believe that nascar died when he died um but do you believe that having guys like matt shepherd and stuart friesen be so dominant in a sport do you think that hurts or helps modified racing? 
Uh, it's tough today because what, you know, I think what the direction people look when they're dominant like that is the money behind them. I think that uh-huh. hurts a little bit uh-huh. from their true talent. Obviously, they're incredibly talented. Um, you know, I say it at Action Track even, you know, I don't care if a guy wins every race, you know, because I think sometimes that's what made our heroes heroes. You know, that's what made right. Freddie Ray- Freddie Raymer. That's what made Billy Pouch and Kenny Prideful and guys that won you know, Doug Wolfgang, you know, won 30, 40, 50 races a year. You just love to hate them. And that's what made people over the top, you know, that person. Um, you know, I think with Matt and Stewie, you know, that, you know, they they get maybe a short end of the stick because, you know, we, we, we throw the money thing. Oh, Hallmore has all this money and, and, and Matt in it. And, and, they, and, and that's a sad thing today. And I don't like that with our sport that people will, will take away just like Billy Powell senior, how he gets beat up sometimes, you know, it just made, you can't, you can't look past the talent that's there, you know, and, 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 and you got to, no matter love or hate them, you got to respect it. And I think respect needs to be, you know, a little more in our sport too, you know, just respect for everybody and what their talent is, you know? Yes. Uh, you know, so, you know, and that goes back to like, you know, when you said about the speedster scenario, why I come up with that, what happens is, you know, I always tell this story. I said, you know, hey, what if my father, Stevie Smith, Bobby Allen, Kenny Bridewell, Kenny Weld, would those guys get into our sport today? And I tell people, no, they won't because they're all too lazy to have a regular job. You know, and, and, that, and that and that. And today, I feel there is Kenny Brightfields and Steve and Bob. There's those type of drivers out here today, but our sport, our sport doesn't attract them because you can't make a living doing it. Right. You know, and that's the unforeseen thing that hey, if I'm ultimately successful with a speedster and bringing it back to the point where drivers can get paid fifty percent to drive, they can justify their time, make fifty thousand dollars a year doing it. I'm going to yeah. start to attract a different type of guy. You know, more of a, like a bull rider that does it. Hey, you don't do that for fun. He does it because he wants to make a living at it. You right. know, then your victory lane interviews will get more colorful. Everything's going to get more colorful. You know, you know, if you understand what I'm saying. You oh, know? absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do. No, we do. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the day when that occurs, you know, and, <laughs> and I, I think I think we're we have some young kids out here that can do it. They just, you know, just need to see the light, you know. So, I think there's a lot of I great think, young talent in in the speedsters. Yeah, oh yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Have you um yeah. have you ever re- reached out or do you ever plan on reaching out to uh, Stu and Shepard about maybe doing a big race in the speedsters? Um, it's I I I uh, did and... a little I did a little bit. You know, I would love. I, you know, we ran that hundred lap deal there at Seals Grove a couple of years ago. You know, it was a great concept scenario. It created storylines. It was a great mm-hmm. race. Too bad there was 22 people watching it, you know, and, <laughs> and, and that, that's, that's the fear sometimes of what occurs. So, um, but, you know, I would love to get that scenario going to the point where we have really good payout, even though it's not as good a payout. Say that was 10000 to win. I think it was a $30,000 purse. You know, it's not as good, but like I said, a, a speedster driver can get paid 50% instead of 20 right. or 30%. So the, the money made per driver is much, much better. You know, uh, I just got to get to the point where I can convince tracks that this may occur and get these drivers. I'm never going to go and say, hey, 
you know, you want to do this and it's sort of had fun thing. I really want to attract drivers because they want to do it, you know, and not saying they don't. The problem that occurs is like those guys, they, they have a regular job, you know, this right. would all be naturally secondary. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they, they would do it. Like we had, you know, Eric Rudolph came down a couple of times and Eric did great, yep. you know, it's just a long drive from Niagara Falls to Kutztown. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, Dell Plank was coming down for a while and, you know, oh, so yeah, Dale. Yeah. there, I just need, I need more tracks, you know, and there's, you know, there's a couple of tracks in New York state, like say Glen Ridge, some tracks that don't have identity, the speedster will be a perfect headline uh, division for those tracks, you know, and I just need Afton? these racetracks. Uh, Afton would be good, you know, um, just a track that could that would need its own, ident- own identity a little bit. You know, not just the same old, same old per se, you know, so, and, and the speedster is meant to be a headline at a racetrack, which is obviously difficult, you know, but, but that's, you know, what it's meant to be. And it, it, it'll come around because, you know, we can't run $80,000, $100,000 race cars on a weekly basis. It just can't be done. So, no, you know. But don't tell the fans that. That's the problem. No, we won't. We won't. We'll edit this part out. You know, the thing is, I've seen most parts of the country, like the IMCA modified, they took over, and and they're very big, certainly all over the country in the Midwest. And I see that because I travel around to the racetracks that run my slingshots through North Dakota and Minnesota and all, and it just – we're, we're too dumb in the East coast to figure that out yet. You know, we, we can't, you know, we can't run this hundred thousand dollar car weekly. So, you know, but, now is there, is there a size track that you were kind of like, all right, you know, maybe that's too big for the speedsters. Like, like it's Bridgeport pretty base, basically like the biggest track the speedsters will run at. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for weekly stuff, for sure. Yep. Yep. The small stuff's great. Grandview's awesome size, you know, uh, quarter mile, mile bull ring like Kutztown obviously uh, Kutztown is too small a little bit you know we're, we're making do the changes I made last year made it much much better you know the the product got much better for the fans so um, but you know like Grandview's perfect size you know that t- you know, type of racetrack I, I would I, and maybe you've done it already but uh, I think uh, a speedster race on the quarter mile track at Bridgeport would be uh, pretty entertaining it would. The problem with that is you're you're a lesser of. When you go on a track that is the smaller of the regular track, it, it puts you in a different category, I feel. This is my feeling. You know, it makes you a lesser of. You're not the real thing. You know, I understand what you're saying somewhat, uh, right. but we do have that already. That's, that's the problem, I feel, going to a smaller venue like that at a bigger venue. You're, you're, now you're a second division. You're a B program, per se, because okay. of that. Yeah. You know? Okay. And yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like an undercard you know, fight, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, if it was the only track, yes. You know, but that's, I think that's, it's, and, and our sport has a lot to do with perception. You know, it's smoke and mirrors, a lot of it, basically. Right. You know, it, it is perception, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully you can get to some more tracks. I definitely, I definitely enjoy the speedsters. So I would love to see them at more tracks. I like to see them live, like be there and see them. So I'm looking forward to that myself. Yep. Yeah, you, you'll enjoy it. It's, I got, you know, I got about eight, ten guys that don't say quit, you know, and that makes a great race no matter what, you know. So then throw me in the mix yet. So. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be shake over some, the top. You know? Shake so. some shit up there. Why? Shake some shit up yeah. in your own class. Yeah. Well, I'll be 56 this year, though. So, little, little, yeah, pits and vinegar's been flashed out of me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just water yeah. now, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> is there any race in, in all the classes that you've raced, any race, one race that you always wanted to win but never, never did? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I mean, I tell people I think I finished second at every major event throughout the country, you know, <laughs> other than Knoxville, I believe, you know. So, you know, I was a good second place finisher, you know, all the miles. Uh, man, it's 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 a close one, you know. I, it, it'd be a champ car race, it, you know, the Hoosier Hunter, man. I ran second two years in a row, got beat by JJ the one year, Leffler the next year, you know, just close, close, you know, broke lead. And, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Hoosier Hunter that and the and the and the champ car race at syracuse you know um you know it sucked to give that one away the one year there but uh you know i'd say the hoosier hunters probably you know as far as high on the list one in it you know i wanted to win all right before we let you go richie is there anybody that you would like to thank uh just you know just everybody you know just uh you know, I got a bunch of good, hardworking guys back at Speedway Entertainment, you know, that work very, very hard. You know, I got great sponsors with Briggs and & Stratton and Tractor Supply and Bill Stein Shocks and Will Wood. And, you know, you know, my wife, my new wife of three years, she don't know all about me yet, but I'm starting to ruin her. So, we come from two different worlds. Yeah, we, yeah, she's got one up on me. She was she fought off the Taliban in Baghdad. So I can I'm never gonna go that far. So Well uh, tell her we thank her for that. Yeah, yes. yeah. She, she just retired after thirty years from the Navy. So oh, um, God bless her. Thank my yeah. Yeah, for dealing with me. That's why you're saying that. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, and yeah. thank you for thank you. <laughs> so but now, you know, she's she's a great woman and uh you know, like I said, I'm, I'm taking her on the road here for a month, and uh, she's enjoying it. And, you know, we spent Valentine's Day in Sedona, Arizona, went to Nashville, and, you know, went to the Kid Rock Honky Tonk and just had a great time. So, you know, we're rocking and rolling. And, uh, you know, just thank you guys for what you do and everybody that's uh, passionate about our sport and just keep it rocking and rolling, man. We appreciate that. We absolutely appreciate that. We, me and Mike, want to both thank you for taking some time out and uh, coming on the show and talking to us for a little bit. We really appreciate it. No problem. And I'll put your ten thousand on black tonight. Okay. Yes, thank sir. <laughs> Thanks, <for it. laughs> Yeah, have a good one, Budge. <laughs> All right. We'll see, see you guys. All right. Yeah. That was Richie Toby Tobias Jr. That was fun. That was a ton of fun. Should said if we pit the ten thousand on black tonight, we won fifty percent of it. I'll probably buy a shirt. Let's call him back real quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I got his number. I can just tell y'all. Um, remember that fifty percent thing with the drivers? Let's yeah. pretend we drive for you, right? Right, right. <laughs> and we told I, you the change to make to the car that just won you twenty grand. Or whatever, so, or whatever. Well, I guess if you put on black, what's that? Fifty percent payout. I guess I, I have like no double, idea. Like like two to one. I think it's two to one if you just pick a color. I think it's only a two to, yeah. two to one payout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't gamble. 
So that's a rich man's sport. Yeah, it ain't my sport. Uh, nope. Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. He's a hell he's a hell of a race car driver. Or he was. Yes. That's well, gonna be exciting to see him back in a car this year. Oh yeah, dude, he's they'll bring out some fans because even us people here, us fans in the North Region, there, like here, Toby Tobias, like you got to go see this guy. He, dude, he like he leaves it all on the track. He's badass. Well, it'd be be fun to watch. No, it's what he he said. Grandview for sure, he'll be at this year, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so dirt car nationals is over. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jimmy Phelps picking up dirt car nationals title. I, uh, yeah, I, I think if you would have asked a hundred people, they was going to win the, who was going to win a dirt car nationals, you might've got five or six that, that would have picked Jimmy Phelps to win. So there are I some mean, people. There's a couple well, people have picked up. It doesn't surprise me with him though. That's the thing. Well, I mean, and even even Mad Max, you know, he had a good a good showing down there. So I mean, HBR's got something going on this year, at least down in Florida, anyways. I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if it's gonna continue on. Obviously, we'll see this weekend at Cherokee. Yeah. Um, you know, twenty five thousand to win the Hallmark Elite Series. We'll see. Uh, see if they can carry that momentum. Um, Money Matt looked good. Money Matt looked good down there, you know, picking up a win and a bunch of top fives. But that's no surprise. I picked him to win. Yeah, I picked him to win the whole championship. Yeah, I think he was second or third in the final standings. Yep. Yeah, so good showing for him. Phelps, Everett's like, uh, you know, Jimmy's good. I, uh... Yeah, Jimmy is good. He just... He's not running full time though, is he? With with uh, promoting at Weed Sport and all that. I know he does Brewerton full time. As far as the Dirt Series, I I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't think he. I definitely don't think he's doing Dirt full time. I mean, maybe he does this year with Mad Max back. I, I have no idea. You know. Yeah, Max will be down in my uh, neck of the woods. Uh, oh, yeah, running Orange in Orange Cap. County on Saturdays. Yeah. I wonder what he's going to run Friday night, if anything. I don't know. Oh, I heard uh, through the grapevine, Andy Piketty's coming back to Orange County this year. Oh, really? Yeah. So it be I mean, the money. But I, the yeah, money they're paying, it's, it's hard not to. It's one of those let's get a quick win and go like what you know what Shepard said unless he had a small a full time small block ride then he would make it his weekly track on Saturdays. Yeah, but what if you don't get that quick win? I I don't know, I, dude. I don't. Not know. everybody. Not everybody's going to get that quick win. I mean, how many races are they going to have? Because yeah, I'm they're on sure. schedule. Yeah, so small I'm block and sure. big blocks are weekly every week, so that's going to be fun. Pretty sure Prego is going to knock out quite a few wins there this year, so. Anthony's good. You know, he wasn't down in Florida, was he? No, neither was Cooler. Hmm. So, well, I mean, with Anthony, with the dirt, like the dirt car stuff, I could see Salerno, maybe they're getting their cars ready. I, I don't know. Mike, they decided, you know, could come down with money thing. Hey, let's chill. Let's get Orange County ready. Let's get the series ready, you know. Yeah. 
they're so I both guess, going to be very busy drivers this year, as so usual, An- I should An- say. Anthony signed the Platinum Agreement, so I guess that doesn't – I guess Florida doesn't matter because it's not points. You don't have to be there. Who knows? Or, WR- or maybe the, uh, yeah, maybe they know. worked out a deal with them like, oh, we'll sign this, but we won't be at Florida or something. Who knows? Right. Yeah, we right. won't have the with a new team, or I guess not a new team, but a new team of dirt. Maybe well, Anthony's due to it, and Vinny was kind of out of it for a little while and decided to come back out of retirement. Well, he had didn't he have Kevin Root in the car last year for a little while? Yeah, and yeah, uh, don't right, forget T Mac has raced T Mac has raced that car for many years for Vinny. I think even Hearn was in it. I think Stu might have been. I think Jeff Strunk's been in uh, race for Vinny. He's yeah. had some pretty stout drivers in his cars. Yeah, actually, uh, I think didn't Dwayne Howard win champ- couple championships at Bridgeport uh, in that car? He, he possibly, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. I think he did. So I mean, he's got no slouches. I mean, T Mac won that controversial 2010 Eastern States. Vinny Salerno. I think he's won the small block at Syracuse. Vinny Salerno. Right. It's definitely got good equipment. So. Oh, he's well, got very good equipment. Well-known owner. I mean, look what Shepard done in the small block race with, with that car, you know? Yeah, he almost won it. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think he should have won it. Somebody should have been DQ'd, but, you know, so, hey, but that's none that's, of my business. That's here nor there. It's okay. There's pictures of what? That was that was my uh, dumbbells. I worked out. I stayed loose. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Hey, whatever makes you sleep at night, pal. Whatever. Yeah. So I was watching USAC over the weekend, or tried to. I just, I'm going to have to agree with you. I just don't like Bubba Speedway. No, place sucks. Not for those cars. It just got, like, we're used to these guys going three, four, slicing it. It was just, it was a snoozer. Sorry. Yeah, it was. I don't know if the weather had anything to do with that. I know they had a lot of rain. Yeah, no, so it makes, I, I don't, I don't. But know. The, it's just the the track surface. Like when you hear him talk about the track surface, like when it gets wet, they said it gets like this, like a real slimy almost until it gets run in, and that's what I, it was like when they were doing. They had to run the track. And I was like, well, the grease. Uh, yeah. Oh, I said, oh, the track looked like greasy. That's what it looked like, greasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something about the track surface there. I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean that that Florida clay. Uh, I guess. I mean, uh, Justin Grant was pretty stout. Yeah, he didn't seem to mind it. No, neither, Emerson Axum, that young kid. Yeah, he. All right, Emerson Axum wins the ten grand on Friday or Saturday night, rather, and uh, took the dirt games thirteen or whatever it was. Yeah, which was only like a I, I, uh, two race yeah. thing or something. Yeah, two he, or three yeah. But he won ten grand, so that's that's what probably. He's a young kid too. His kid's good. USAC's going to fight. What was weird was there's no Chris Windham or Kevin Thomas Jr. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. They went to the All-Stars. So it was, it yeah, was kind of weird. Up. They're down at East Bay. Yeah, it was it was weird not seeing them, but I'm like, you know what? Look at all this other talent. There's a lot of talent in USAC. There is. And I guess they, like they won't be racing back. for a while. I guess they'll be off until probably, what, April? Uh, yeah, because I believe they're going to go back home to Indiana. Yeah, so, so they'll be up till April. Modifieds will be obviously racing this weekend at Cherokee. Yeah, you got Georgetown. Have, they'll have another two weekends off, and then Georgetown for another twenty-five thousand yeah. to win. I think and then it's two weeks after that, the two weeks after, right? 
Well, two weeks after that would be the opener at Bridgeport for the Doug Hoffman Memorial, and then the following weekend would be Orange County. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll get going before you know it. Yeah, it'd be full speed ahead. Yeah, because as soon as Orange County starts with the lead, it's on. Regular season starts the following week. Yeah. So I heard if uh, Stu wins warm-ups or something, he's in the final eight. For Orange County? I thought they were just going to put him right in the final Or if four. he wins at Fonda, if he wins at Fonda, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, which well, we know that'll happen. Yeah, yeah, you think? So, like, Shepard and Stewart, not very impressive uh, the past couple weeks down in Florida at all. I mean, oh. Stewart, all right, Stewart got a win in dirt, which was a phenomenal race with him. And uh, was it Mad Max? No, Britain. I'm sorry, Britain. And then the, then the night after that, Batman wins. It, then the third night was Williamson and Still. And then what happened Saturday? <laughs> well, I mean, Shepard got off to a blazing start the very first night for Short Track Super Series winning the first night, and then he kind of dropped off. Yeah, it was like, I didn't know, didn't, was, he, was he at Volusia? Yeah, yeah, I think he had two top tens. He had two DNFs. One yeah, was of a, Saturday one, was one of them. Saturday, yeah, Saturday's going to retire with four laps to go. Like, what was up with Saturday's race? I don't understand. Like, all these tires are blown, but the first three nights were, like, incredible racing. What the hell happened? Yeah. Well, they had the late models there Saturday. Oh, so they probably oh they probably oh. ate that track up. The World Outlaw late models were there, yeah. Hmm. Now, I don't know. And I don't think they were there before. Or they may have been. I have no idea, but. I definitely know they were there Saturday, so that's my contributing factor to late models. All right, so uh, what, this Saturday we got the 50-lapper. Is it race one of the Elite Series? Race one. From and not, Way, South not only is it 25000 to win, but the heat races are 20 laps each, paying 1000 to win. 20 laps each? 20 lap heat races paying a thousand to win. Is this the whole elite series are doing this? I think so, yeah. So we get to see like let's call them mini features, B mains. Basically, yeah, for a thousand to win. They're almost paying as much money as Albany Saratoga pays for the feature for All heat right, race. So I'm gonna t- so is there gonna be a redraw or are they scrambling around like where you finish in each one? What's I don't know. Guess we'll find out Saturday. It's gonna be interesting. All I know is God, the heat races pay. Even if you finish last in your heat race, you get two hundred bucks. Hey, that's that's something. Huh. That's your that's your gate know. money. That's that's your gate money back. You know what I mean? Oh, some of it anyway. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. Who are yeah. you picking? Uh, I mean, it's even playing field. You know. No one has a lot of time there. They've had one race there. And Stu won. Um, I don't know. It's it's level playing field. 50 laps is a long time. Long race. Uh, it, it, it's anybody's ball game. There's going to be 50 plus modifieds there probably, even though it's in South Carolina. Um, I know Short Track Super Series has been posting drivers that are confirmed going, and the list right, just who we keeps... got confirmed besides the usual suspects. Um, hold on, I will tell you. 
because the list is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And every day I feel like they post multiple drivers a day. Um, so Matt Smith from Delaware. I don't know who that is, but Matt Smith from Delaware is going. Okay. Uh, Matt Smith from Delaware. Good luck. Mahaney's going. Uh, Sean Beardsley from Central New York. Um, Allison Ricky is going. Nice. Orange County. Mm-hmm. New Paul's Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Phelps and Mad Max will both be there. Um, Sean Metz from Delaware, who's actually a rookie modified driver this year. Um, Bob McGannon from Orange County. All right, we'll have a technical difficulty. There he is. There he was. Mike's froze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, froze. Yeah, he froze. All right, so Bobby Gannon's Orange County. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was cool. Uh, Eric Rudolph, <laughs> Anthony Perego, uh, Mike Goulart. Um, Who's the kid that runs the, the 15 Hallmark car? Oh, I... He's a modified rookie this year, I think. Yeah. Morkowitz, uh, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I always butcher his name. I always butcher his name. But yes. Okay. He's going to be there. Um, Jeremy Pitts. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is. Uh, obviously, Stu, Lightning Larry, Ryan Godown, uh, LJ Lombardo, Jared Umpenhauer. <sighs> Uh, Matt Shepard, obviously. Derek McGrew Jr., the youngster. Yeah, the youngster, the kid. Anthony Piketty, Matt Stangle, Bobby Hackle, yeah. Danny Barron. Nice. Danny could be, uh, Danny's good. Yeah. Brett Haas. Yeah, um, Valley. The Valley. Yep. He's, he's Alan, decent, too. Alan Johnson. Hey, he's Jimmy. Right. Jimmy Horton, Billy Pats Jr., uh, Money Matt. Um, oh, yeah, so, about him. uh, sportsman driver from Bridgeport, uh, Wayne Weaver, he'll be there. He's, Wayne Weaver's an old guy. He's, he's raced yeah. everything, everything there is. Um, Tim Fuller. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to pick Fuller. Brian Watt, Ronnie Johnson. David Schilling. Down. Oh shit! David Schilling. Dude, that's a. This is a. Wow, <laughs> what a field! Wow, it's quite, it's quite the list. I'm sure there's more. From everywhere, north, south, from everywhere is going. Yeah. That's yeah, gonna I'm be sure. awesome. I'm sure there's more that you know they just haven't announced yet. They keep announcing more and more every day. I'm going. I'm gonna pick your guy, your your other guy. I'm gonna go with Fuller. Tim Fuller. Yeah. I don't know, because he's I, he's I like he's him. raced there he's raced there in late models. Yes. So I, I, Tim is uh, Tim is good. Period. So I'm going Fair. with Tim. I'm going to take Fuller. Tim is good. That's my pick. Tim Fuller. It's not a bad pick. 
Nope. Can't go wrong with that. Who are you gonna pick, Shepard? Uh, no, I'm going money, Matt. Big money on the line? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Because if I pick my favorite, you know what's gonna happen? Something stupid. So yeah, I'm using reverse psychology. I think yeah, we'll post a little contest up. What do you think uh, during the week or that night, that day? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll try something out. Um, nobody, nobody wanted T-shirt, so let's post that one back up. Yeah, whew, that was a close one. Yeah, we have special rules now. So. <laughs> <laughs> For our contest. So I, I guess we can wrap this up. What do you think, pal? Yep. For Michael Clark Griswold, I'm the mouth, Brian Hustlinger. Thank you for listening and always listening. Oh, before before I read uh, Black Flag, everybody, why don't condolences go out to the LaFrance family and the par- passing of Marcel the Hammer? So our condolences to them. Uh, Hall of Famer, Canadian driver. So, again, our condolences go out to them. All right, once again, for Michael Clark Griswold, I'm the mouth Brian Hustlinger, and you've been black flagged. Shut the f*** up!